You're listening to the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 38. Hey guys, welcome to Live 360. So excited about today's episode. In fact, we're probably going to have to turn this into a three-part mini-series. We're going to be talking about avoiding the passion assassins. That's a mouthful. And man, did we ever have a lot that drained us in 2020. We've already said goodbye to it, but it's time to fill ourselves back up. It's time to re- to, to refresh and to Just get plugged back in to life, living the 360 life. That's what this podcast is all about. And by the way, if this is your first time to the podcast, want to invite you to subscribe, leave us a generous review. We want to know what you're thinking and then share this episode with one or two other people in your life. I believe small groups are you plus two and every one of us has a circle of relationships in threes. It's you plus two other people that you're probably close to that you know could benefit from this. Hey man, don't don't hoard it. Share the wealth. Share what God is speaking to you about and showing you through Live360. Really excited about today. Hope you guys are, are visiting my YouTube channel as well. We've got that going. Got some new things uh, on the horizon. Just released a great new video. Uh, just kind of an explanation behind the scenes. Check it out. It's Tony Sutherland. That's how you'll find me on YouTube. But today we're going to talk about avoiding the passion assassins, avoiding those things that drain the life out of us, that suck the life out of us. Last two episodes, we talked about sucking the life out of everything. Today, we're going to talk about avoiding the things that suck the life out of you. So let's jump into it. All right. So let's talk about avoiding the passion assassins. That is a mouthful. Um, I dare you to say it 10 times. In fact, I'm going to avoid saying that title as much as I can, but it's going to come back up. So I may say it wrong and I may say it right, but let's just jump in to the passion assassins and avoiding them, staying away from them. Now, over the course of the last few weeks, I have identified 13 different passion assassins. You say that's a lot. Well, I can tell you, I narrowed that down from a larger list. And you might even have some of your own and you can jot those down or make a mental note of them. I'm hoping that I'll cover it. Uh, Some of the passion assassins in your own life. I hope that I'll cover that so that I can really speak life to you. Um, And in those 13 passion assassins, we've been able to fit them into five different categories. I've taken those 13 passion assassins that we need to avoid, and I've put them in five categories. So those five categories are personal, physical, social, mental, and psychological. Let me say that again. Personal, physical, social, mental, and psychological. And I'll explain the differences as we go. But those 13 passion assassins fit into one of those five categories. So let's start off with personal. Now, I've put divorce, debt, and death as the top three in our personal passion assassins. Divorce, debt, and death. Man, those three can really drain the passion out of you. 
All right. And I've seen it happen physically, literally right before my eyes, people that are going through divorce, people that are in debt and people that have experienced death in their lives, a family member or the death of a dream or the death of a job um, or the death of a goal or just death, something that's over, something that died. It can be physical death. It can be emotional death. Um, I know people that walk through um, dealing with family members with Alzheimer's, and I've heard people say that it feels like a living funeral. So that death could fit into any category in your life. But we go through personal passion assassins, and the top three are divorce, debt, and death. Now let's look at physical. Physical passion assassins, disease, and that covers a wide range, illness, bad health, long-term chronic pain and illness, sickness, energy loss, um, whatever that disease or that illness or that sickness is, it fits into the physical passion assassin. And there's nothing worse than dealing with chronic pain um, or illness or sickness, you know, and this past year in 2020, we've had the COVID virus and it has it has claimed lives and it has claimed people's schedules and days and quarantine and just draining the life. And what's interesting, I found I, I went through COVID, my whole family experienced it, and it's just a yucky sickness. It just feels gross. It's not just like a normal flu that you can kind of come through and then recover and get refreshed. For me, it just kind of drained the energy out of me days after that I had already been, uh, you know, negative of the virus and had recovered from it. So physical passion assassins, disease, sickness, bad health, chronic pain, illness, sickness, and fatigue. And then there's the category of social passion assassins. And I've broke those down into two different passion assassins, division and dysfunction. And we experience that in family division and strife, Certainly in this generation, in this era, more than ever, politics, church division and dysfunction, racial division and dysfunction, and you know, you can even break it down into leadership and team dysfunction and division. Those are passion assassins. Man, they drain us of joy and life. Those awkward family vacations and holidays, Thanksgiving being one of the, you know, most iconic uh, passion assassins. When you get together with dysfunctional family, it's so awkward and it's draining enough to be away from family dysfunction, but it's even more draining when you have to get together. And, uh, you know, politics, one of the worst passion assassins, we're going to dive deep into that as we get into some of the ways of avoiding the passion assassins. And, uh, you know, church, you know, church can be the closest thing to heaven or the closest thing to hell. Um, whether you're a member or a leader, volunteer or staff member, church can be a real challenging, uh, you know, area of the passion assassins. And I am by no means telling you to avoid church. We're going to talk about plugging into church in a good way. Um, as we move forward, but it can be a passion assassin. You know, church is not a bad thing. It's the people that we encounter in church, um, racial division. And I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we avoid these conversations. You know, as you well know, from last season, we talked about racism. We talked about overcoming it and having those tough discussions. And I've, I've been a part of that this last year and I'm a part of it ongoing. 
I'm not going to avoid the issues in my own life. And I'm going to continue to try to reconcile and work through relationships that have been tainted and and tarnished and pulled on by, you know, some of the racial divide in our nation and in our world. But they can be passion assassins dealing with certain things. And then we have the category of mental. Now, the next category next to that is psychological, and they are different, and I'll, and I'll explain. Mental could be defeat, disappointment, and discouragement, and depression. Those, those four passion assassins within the mental category. You know, you feel defeated, disappointed, discouraged, depressed. Maybe you're walking through some past regrets. Um, I made a statement this past week, and I want you to hold on to this. We are not held to our worst decisions or deepest and saddest regrets. Did you hear me? There is grace to cover you, even in the worst choices and moments that you've had in your life. You are not held to that. And I want this podcast. I want what I'm saying to you right now to bring you some fresh encouragement that you are not imprisoned by your past decisions and regrets. There is a way out, a way forward and a way up, but we can be drained by the passion assassins in our mind the defeat and the dis- disappointment, you know, disappointment can diss you from a, your appointment. I talked about that last week or in our last episode, discouragement, being dissed from courage, being cut off from your courage and entering into, you know, perceived depression or clinical depression. Either way, depression is a passion assassin. So now let's talk about the fifth category being psychological. Now, why is it different than mental? Because I think that we can move from mental passion assassins into real deep psychological uh, passion assassins. And the top three for me in this area are distress, despair, and doom. I know some folks over this past year in 2020 that have fallen prey to initial fears into literal psychological distress, despair, and doom. They, they have this almost agoraphobic mentality where they don't want to leave their house. I know people that still will not leave their house and barely go to the grocery store. They're They live in constant fear of getting out. You know, sometimes when certain things happen to you and you, uh, you have episodes in your life as brief or as long as they might be, they can literally remap the way you think. This is a fact folks, people who have extreme OCD and bipolar disorders didn't just get there overnight. They, they came out of an episode and to rewire themselves through those episodes, they perched put certain parameters and practices in their life to safeguard them from it ever happening again. And the more that it happens, the more that it happens, you, there's a possibility that you can remap your brain and rewire the way you think and function. And the way you think, the way that I think is very critical to the way we function. If you think a certain way, you will act a certain way. The Bible tells us as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when we enter out of mental 
passion assassins and come into the psychological, those can be strongholds that need to be broken through deliverance in the name of Jesus. And I'm just speaking to some of you today. And I just pray that what I'm saying to you today will help break the power of these psychological passion assassins in your life. So the top categories, again, repeated, personal, physical, social, mental, and psychological. And then the 13 different passion assassins, and they all start with D. That's just how I work. You know, it kind of helps me organize my thoughts is divorce, debt, death, disease, division, dysfunction, defeat, disappointment, discouragement, depression, distress, despair, and doom. Now, let me tell you something about doom. There's a difference between impending and imminent. Impending can be perceived while imminent is it's going to happen regardless of what you think. Let me tell you something. Most of the distress and despair and doom that we perceive is impending. It's, it's a perception. It's a self-induced perception. We look out into the world and we think that we are in distress, despair, and doom, but there is a remedy for that. And it is trust in God, trust in God, um, imminent things. If something is coming and you can't change it and you can't avoid it, then it will happen on its own. But most of the perceived distress, listen to what I'm saying. Most of the perceived psychological passion assassins, distress, despair, and doom are impending. They're self-perceived. They're self-induced. A very high percentage. Right now, we're not facing world destruction. We're not, the, 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 the earth's core is not gonna explode and melt. Most of what we're seeing around us in the psychological is a, is a tool and a trick and a lie of the enemy. And he's using things in our world to convince us that we are doomed, but we are not doomed. The end of the story tells us that the child of God reigns victorious. We are seated with him in heavenly places. So we're going to talk about how to avoid the passion assassins in our personal life, our physical life our social life, our mental, and our psychological life. And I have nine different ways over the next three-part series, possibly. We may finish this in two-part, but we are going to talk about nine different ways that we can avoid the passion assassins in all of these categories. And you may even have some of your own, so you better be taking mental note because what I'm about to say over the course of these next few episodes are going to change your life and help you live the 360 life, discovering how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. And before we continue, I just want to encourage you, if this is already encouraging you and blessing you and enlightening you and inspiring you, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast leave us a review right now, leave us a review and share it with one or two other people. So let's jump back into nine different ways to avoid the passion assassins. All right, so let's talk about the nine different ways that we can avoid the passion assassins. Number one on the list is very simple, Plug into life, plug into life or plug into life. <laughs> if you want to put the O after the word into, 
right now, you listening to this podcast, you're plugging into life. That's why we call it Live 360. Live the 360 life. Living life to the fullest. And you are going to be confronted so often, much more often, by things that drain your passion, that poke a hole in your passion barrel. You know, the Bible says to be holy. Why? Because we leak. All right, I know some of you are like, that's a terrible joke. But, but, the, but the truth is, we're holy, but we leak. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5, to be constantly filled with the Spirit, to let the Spirit fill you till you are overflowing constantly because you are, you are, you are holy and you have holes in your life. You have blind spots and there are things that drain you. When I stand in a line for a little bit too long, I can feel my passion and joy and patience slowly draining out of me. When that guy at the grocery store wants to write a check, I know he needs to. I'm not judging him or judging the woman that has to write a check. But man, as soon as they pull it out, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. All right. And I admit my own impatience and my own uh, tendency to uh, veer off mentally and emotionally. And, and, and I'm tempted and I'm led astray in my thoughts and in my life and I make wrong decisions. I leak. I have holes in my life. That's why I need to be filled up. And the decision that you have chosen to listen to this podcast is a great way to plug into life. I call it plugging into the good life or the God life. And there's things that we avoid so often out of either laziness or just the desire not to do it. But there's things that you need to do. There's things that I need to do to fill my life with good things, prayer, worship, Bible study, church attendance, getting involved in relational small groups or plugging into good relationships. A small group is you plus two. We we already talked about that. What music are you listening to? Is it positive? Is it uplifting? Or is it sad and depressing? Listen, if you're going through a breakup, listen to me, college student. If you've lost the love of your life, if you're going through a breakup, don't listen to sad songs. Listen to positive things. Listen to hopeful things. Plug yourself into praise and worship. I know this sounds preachy right now, but the way that you avoid the passion assassin is to plug into life. Create yourself some weekly playlists that inspire, motivate, and energize, or relax you, or de-stress you. You know, when I'm writing books, I like to listen to classical music. They say classical music stimulates your mind 30% more than without it. And, and so I like to feel studious and intellectual. So I plug that classical music in and somehow it, it causes me to be creative and it causes me to, you know, to think of things I wouldn't have thought of before. And, 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 and it causes my mind to like map and come alive. And, and so I'm encouraging you to plug into life. Plug into the good things. Plug into the God things. You know, the church isn't running after you. Worship isn't running after you. Bible study isn't trying to chase you down. Church attendance. During the pandemic, when we weren't in church, I just thought, you know what? This is the only way I'm going to get to be with the family of God. So I'm going to tune in. I'd get on Facebook and I'd make comments on the church line. And and I wasn't required to do that. I decided that, you know, if I'm not going to be able to be in church, I'm going to plug into church. I'm going to plug in literally on my computer, on my TV, plugging into life. Man, spend time in the word of God on a regular basis. His words are life. 
man, the gospel of grace is life. It has turned my world upside down. I'm addicted to the gospel. You know, I I found that when I am separate from times in the word and times in personal worship and times of reflection and listening to good music, and I go into this depression, this passion assassin. If you're going through divorce debt, there's a death in the family, you have disease or there's division or dysfunction or defeat or disappointment or discouragement, and you feel distressed, full of despair and doom, plug into life. Don't let those things drain you of the passion required to live the 360 life, life abundantly. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And many Christians, it's sad to say, avoid the things that can help them discover life. Jesus said, I came to give it to you. Now come and get it. I can see Jesus standing on one of those old country porches with the little triangle, with the big metal triangle. Ding, 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 ding. Come and get it. You know, in the Old Testament, when the priests were crossing over the Jordan River, God commanded the people, He says, When you see the priests going into the Jordan and crossing over into Canaan, you are to go after it. Plugging into life is a proactive decision. You have to decide, I'm going to spend time with God in prayer. And remember, you don't have to feel condemned when you pray. God loves you. So many people have disconnected from prayer because they feel like every time they come to pray and worship that they're going to be reminded of their failures. Folks, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never tell you what's wrong with you. He will always remind you about what's right with you. Whenever you hear words of discouragement and condemnation, which is a massive passion assassin, condemnation. You got to just tell yourself that the Lord loves you, that he died for you, that he doesn't hold your sins against you and come spend time with him. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I won't give you condemnation. I won't give you uh, disappointment and, and, and I won't look at you and be displeased with you. I'm for you, God says, so come to me, plug back into me. Don't sit on the outsides. Proverbs 18 and one says, he who isolates himself rages against all wise judgment. You can't sit on the sidelines and put your head down and, and, and think, why is all this happening to me? Plug into life, get back into prayer, worship, Bible study, church attendance. Even if you have to just get in and sit on that back row and kind of get yourself, make the first move move. Get back in there. Come on, guys. Change your music. Change your playlist. Change the narrative around you. Plug into life. That's one of the first and most powerful ways that you can avoid the passion assassins. Number two, another powerful way that we can avoid the passion assassins is to pursue right relationships. Pursue right relationships. Now, I'm not talking about just the relationships that you're comfortable with, but the relationships that you need in your life. That's a twofold breakdown. There's, there's certain people that we trust and love and love to hang out with and we feel close and we can share our hopes and dreams and share our failures and, you know, our close friends. But there's also people in our life that we need like trusted counselors and pastors and no pastor is perfect. I know some of you think that your pastor is the, you know, the epitome of all perfection. And as soon as you see that pastor fail or make a mistake, then they're no longer in your life. And I'm talking, and I'm not talking about the ones that have gone through major moral failures who are in seasons of recovery or, or who have, you know, uh, 
you know, failed majorly. I'm talking about the people in your life that tell you what you need to hear. Teenagers, your parents aren't perfect, but they've been down the road. You need them in your life. Pursue right relationships. The Bible says in Psalms chapter one, one through three, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Three areas, ungodly, are the people that are just lawless and don't have God on their mind at all. And then sinners, people that are just dabbling and going in and doing things they know they shouldn't be doing and you know you shouldn't be connected with. And then the scornful is bitter, unforgiving people. If you are going through a marriage crisis, do not hang out with people who have been divorced. I'm just telling you, it's the best thing to do. Avoid the passion assassins. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 20, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Second Corinthians 6 and 14, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That word yoked means like oxen in a, in a yoke where, you know, you're on one side and the other one's on the other side and one wants to go one way and you want to go the other and you don't get, you, you, you get toe a crooked line. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I mean, have some associations and friends in your life that aren't believers that you, you know, you're praying for and you inspire, but you can't just be with them all the time. Because it goes on to say, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? So don't be deceived. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. You keep bad company, you'll become the people you hang around. Second. Titus 2 and 22, flee also, excuse me, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Come on, guys. That's why we need the word. That's why we need it, because we just do stupid stuff. We, 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 we have the tendency to go astray. Every one of us are tempted. We're misled. We're lazy of thought and slow of heart. And I also want to encourage you here on pursuing right relationships. Don't be too quick to dismiss difficult people in your life. You know, I think the theme for some people on social media is just cut off all your haters and don't listen to the critics. Listen, guys, we need some critics in our life. That could be a good relationship for you. Somebody who has some wisdom. You know, we all need a brother or sister sandpaper in our life. Someone that when we get around, challenge us and motivate us and cause us to want to change and speak to some of those areas. I'm not talking about a wise granny because we'll all listen to the wise granny because we trust them. And, you know, trust is an important part of pursuing right relationships. You know, I've got a couple people in my life. When I talk to them, they're pretty quick to identify some of the selfishness and some of the straying and some of the uh, prideful areas of my life. And they're, they're, they're not ashamed to speak that, but I trust them. I know them. I see their track record. I know. And they're a little bit older than me. 
And, you know, a couple of them are a little younger than me. I learned from everybody. Uh, 360 leadership. Come on, live 360. I learned from everything and everyone around me. And sometimes I'm challenged just by watching certain people and looking at certain people. You know, I can see how they practice and how they walk and how they live. And it challenges me and it convicts me a little bit. And it's like, man, I, I can do better, Tony. I can do better. Those are the relationships you need in your life. So in, in order to avoid the passion assassins, you got to pursue right relationships because a lot of times we experience the passion assassins because we don't listen to people. You know, we're in debt because we didn't listen to somebody say, don't exceed your income. You know, some of you need a little Dave Ramsey in your life. I follow Dave Ramsey. He challenges me. He's a little hard. He's a little, you know, his eyebrows are bent a little bit. He don't play around or beat around the bush, but we need those people in our life. Pursue them. Now, you may not be close with them. You may not be best friends, but you can follow them on social media. You can read their books. You can be mentored by some of the greatest people on the planet by reading books. Don't just read books that you like and you identify identify with and you are are in tandem with read some books that challenge you involve yourself in pursuing relationships no matter how close you are or how distant you are make sure that you're pursuing godly people because it will have an impact in your life and help you avoid the passion assassins you know a good mentor in your life can help you avoid years of bad decisions just by connecting with them because they've been down the road, they've stepped over some hurdles, they fell into some ditches, they got hit head on with collisions in their life, and they're able to tell you, don't go down that road, don't go down that exit, stop at that light, make sure you do this and do that, and you can avoid some real deadly passion assassins in your life just by pursuing right relationships. Hey guys, that's all the time we have for today. We're going to continue in the next two episodes discussing avoiding the passion assassins. Hey, before you go, I want to remind you, subscribe to the podcast. Just go find the area on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe and leave us a review and be sure to share this with one or two other people in your life. Tell them about it. Send them the link. They need to hear what you've heard today. You know some people right now that just got their head hung down. They've let the passion assassins steal their joy, steal their life, steal their um, excitement. And we're all about the 360 life here. We want to just spread the word. And by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing this with others. You help those algorithms work in our favor so that we can increase our platform and get the word out to help other people discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. We're excited. Come back and visit us. Make sure you check in again when our next episode releases. And until then, we'll see you.